Hmm. So, uh, what's up with the uh, some of the Grogu here? Remember, we, we talked about this. This remember we had a you know Pandasub was on last week. This is this week's special guest. Oh, okay, special guest Grogu. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's just do that, I guess. All right. What's your first question? So, what <laughs> what kind of retro games you into, Grogu? Yeah. Welcome to Card. Calling all retro gamers. Calling all retro gamers. Calling all retro gamers. Calling all retro gamers. Poor Grogu. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? That's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, Rich here for Bacon Ice Cream Production Team RTFC with my partner in crime, Ed Retro Kodash Nine. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, so it is another episode of Calling All Retro Gamers. We are having a good time today. We got some cool topics for you. And um, yeah, before that, let's ease into it. Nice little intro and chat. Um, what's going on, man? How's it how's it been going? Richard Kudus Eating hobbies. Okay. Sorry. I was waiting for his comment to show up before I could do that. I can't officially do that until he shows until he says it. <laughs> Nice. What's up, Ian? What's going on? You know, going good, man. I know kind of we were talking a little bit. You know, it was one of those hard work weeks where you're just like, let's just talk about games. Let's literally blow off some steam. Got some yes. cool stuff to talk about. Just, you know, fired up to to, to be here. And, um, you know, speaking of retro things to get, Indeed. I may have taken some pictures or tweeted out, but, um, you know, rarely do get Ooh. some pickups. But I just Ooh. thought this would kind of be interesting to share. And these are for, you can see that here. Very cool, Game, very cool. Game Boy Advance, but what? Why is it in what you know, why is it in a Nintendo DS case? And so this is yeah. kind of a, a local place like near where my uh, brother in law lives at the mall, I guess FX game change. Oh okay. And so, nice. Yeah. And so this was Midway's classic hits. And so what's funny is when you open it up, because I think uh, some people for, uh, forget that you know the, the, the bleh, I can't even talk. The DS is backwards compatible. Right. And so you know mm -hmm. you can fit in the actual cart. Yep. And yeah, there we go. See, kind of take it out of there. And what's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's funny about what's funny about that? Oh, <laughs> when I went to take it off, wow, that shows you how cheap it is. I don't know if you can see, but the the, the tab on this just broke. <laughs> oh no, it just snapped off. Oh no. But 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 here's the thing though. So this is a DS case. I don't think this is a re you know. I think maybe I don't think just like printed this because you can see this was like you know five bucks. And when yeah. you actually go to get the games, like the game wasn't in it. So mm -hmm. I brought it up and I thought they were just going to like just scan it and yeah. then hand me the loose card. I didn't know. And I was they actually just popped going... it in the box. Yeah. 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 So I didn't well, know. I mean, I was... that's definitely custom on the end. I mean, look at that. So it, the, uh, even on the, um, uh, man, I can't even talk right now. The, uh, <laughs> it's rubbed off. the, the end, the end label is that's yeah. custom on the, 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 uh, on the side, on the, yeah, there, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's custom right there. So yeah, that's definitely a custom print. That's that's cool though. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because and then uh, and then the other one that I got was the was the Konami was the the Konami collection. And then nice. Same thing. Let's test the strength. Hey, the tab stayed intact. But I can kind of <laughs> tell you why I wanted <laughs> why I wanted why I wanted these games and um, and also. Yeah, it, I have it, so I had a little interesting story to kind of to kind of go with this. So yeah, yeah. 
As you all know, there's certain collections that will just never, you know, I think I'm allowed to say the word Evercade. We'll never, we'll probably never earn likely to go to the Evercade, right? Sure. So I want to get my fix. And for me, like the the, the GBA is kind of like your hybrid, like NES, NES, Game Boy mm-hmm. systems. And so, because it can do it all. Yep. And really, I was mainly looking for the greatest hits because I wanted to play uh, a version of Robotron. Okay. Yeah, and that's a good game. YouTuber who I apologize name I can't remember picked it up and it said it was actually pretty decent with one button because mm-hmm. it's like you know normally that's a twin stick shooter and uh, one button shoots and then the other button can kind of hold you in place so you can spin around it you know it works pretty well and then you get Defender which plays pretty good um, Joust works but Sinister I mean Sinistar just plays bad on home home console ports because in the arcade it had like that forty nine direction stick so that's really difficult regardless so, but but I didn't get it for that so. That was pretty cool. And then the Konami collection, uh, I mean, they actually got because that had, like, Frogger on it. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of has, like, some other game. It has Russian Attack, which is actually, like, really a – all right, maybe – yeah, Russian Attack. Russian Attack's pretty cool. And some other, like – it's, like, time – some other, like, arcade-y things. But, you know, like, according to um, price charting or whatever, they were, like, five bucks. And for something like that, that, for loose, that's kind of what I – that's kind of what I want to pay for something, you know, because then I get some, I get some fun out of it, something different, you know, it's right. a, it's a collection. So quick kind of funny story about what I, I just want to tell you how I got this. So I went there with the family with my, uh, you know, with my, uh, my wife and daughter and then my, my brother-in-law and his child. So that we all went to this like cool Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Had, had a few drinks, but I wasn't like drunk. Like I was still, I was still with it. So then I wanted to go in there and, and check it out. And for me, you know, again, I said, that's the perfect price because, from if you know paying five bucks, I know I'm just gonna get one game if it sits on the shelf or not, then I don't care. Versus mm-hmm. like if I pay a hundred dollars for a game, then I'm like, I would have to play it. Like I couldn't just for me, I couldn't just sit that on the shelf and not because that's <laughs> you know, hence like Golden Axe Warrior, like that, like that would just be like if you're like, nope, I'm never gonna do anything with it. But you know, you know, oh, that, no. like, you know so, but you know what like you know what I mean? Like it would have to be like that quality of a game for me to invest that type of money. Like I want to look at it, I want to play, whatever. So I go there and I talk to the guy and I said, Hey, do you have any of these like like retro collections and I'm looking for, because I've asked them that collection, I've asked those questions at other places. I'm like, do you have the Midway? Do you have Konami? And the guy's like looking at me like I'm an alien. And he was like, oh, no, like he didn't really know what I was talking about. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> First, you know, he was a little bit rude. He's like, here's a section over there. I'm like, I know I've had a few drinks, but I know what I'm talking about. And so <laughs> then I find those and go back and I'm like, hey, I found what I was looking for. And then I could kind of tell, kind of tell that like, he kind of like felt bad. So then this point, like, my wife was caught up with me. And it's funny because she's standing next to me. And he's like, why do all the weirdos come up to me? But no, he was kind of kidding. And he was all, like, he was all nice. But what I'd never seen before, and I should have taken a picture in the wild, in the display case, they actually had, like, um, the white Evercade in the premium pack. And I've never seen that, like, in a U.S. store. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he's it's... like, hey, we just we just got this in last last week and, and all that. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well. I'm a YouTuber and I'm into that and everything. And he's like, Oh, he was like, could you write down the name of your channel? So I, I don't know if he was interested nice. or not, but I've never, you know, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if you just saying that just to blow smoke or whatever. So I did and you know, kind of walked out, but it was just kind of interesting because like, he kind of thought I was crazy. And I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, I assume when I go to the retro store, the people are familiar. I'm like, I know these collections exist, but I was looking for just any of those collections willing to pay about five or so bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool you know, though, isn't it? and that's great that you found like two collections. You know, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, get, yeah, some, they... get some replay value. But now there's always, but the problem now there's always the the other dilemma that I've been having. 
because I kind of want to upgrade my screen. Mm. And you can, and if you don't want to do any uh, on my GBA, if you don't want to do any soldering and all that, you can do that. You just have yeah. to take it apart. But and it's not nearly as expensive. Like if you want to get a new shell and all that, for under a hundred bucks. But then I'm like, do I want to? You know, I'm like. But then there's the dilemma: Do I want to keep this original, have the long battery life? Do I want a brighter? And then, of course, I had the purple handheld, which spoils me. So it's like, you know, mm -hmm. first world retro gamer problems. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's that's all kind good. of what I've been up to. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. That's a uh, that's that's excellent times. Uh, this week for me, uh, man, I've been slammed, uh, busy, and if, you know, of course, I just put out a vid on the channel um, today saying, "Hey, look." This is pretty much it. You know, you get the video, which is our also our community prompt uh, for the week. You get all week to answer it because there's nothing coming out until the Evercast um, on the channel. It's just too crazy. It's just too absolutely nuts um, over on my end. Um, lots, lots of life happening. But um, it is pretty cool. And I was able to kind of, you know, get a nod and a hat tip um, to one of my favorite games of all time which just celebrated its 25-year anniversary yesterday, which was cool. It was very cool. Of course, that game is Final Fantasy VII. It's such a good time. Such a good time. And, uh, yeah, it was a wild story. It was like, you know, it also goes with the prompt itself, which, of course, is uh, what game is it that you went all in for, um, which, is, which is cool. So can't wait to see everyone's responses. Go in the tab and... You know, hang out, watch a video, go on the socials, hit me up, because it'd be cool. It'd be I think it's, I think it's great that you do that because it's so much fun to share retro experiences and. That's what know, it's all know. about, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. even what this is about, right? This whole show yes. is about us chilling and talking about cool retro stuff. So, I mean, it, it's you know, it's just awesome, and it, and it's also incredible that you know, so many times I put out that stuff on the community tab, and so many times, still, lots of people come back and you know, they, they chat and they you know. It's reciprocal, which is awesome. It is. Um, well, I love, I love I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I think it's important and respectful when I say people like us, retro gamers, that mm -hmm. let's say like your, your modern gamers, for example, they're they're playing the games just to enjoy and play the games. Like what I mean by that is like say my kiddo logs on to like you know on to like a Roblox, she plays it, hang you know, hangs yeah. out with her hangs out with their friends or whatever. It's it's you know, for us it's it's more of like a lifestyle, like it's a memory, it's experiences. You know, right. like unless unless you were born to the era of like arcades and all that and picking it up, you would like look at like, why do you care about this game with these horrible graphics? That's probably what like other people see. You know, it's you have have had to experience it. There's a lot of nostalgia. There's mm -hmm. there's more meaning, I think, than someone's like, oh, hey, I just want to go ahead and play a game. And right. and I think I can say that because at the time when playing Nintendo or Super Nintendo, you know, like those guys, I just thought, oh, this is a cool game with graphics. We were just at the time we were just playing those games because we wanted to play games. So who knows? Maybe. Like ten years from now, maybe Roblox, maybe that'll be like my daughter's retro game. You never. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, yeah, you it's going back to last week's conversation, right? You never yeah. know when that line crosses what becomes retro for somebody else is just, you know, some somebody else's somebody else's game that they blinked and was like, wait, it's been ten years, ten fifteen, what, what is happening in my life? And those uh, and those stories take me back because either it's either it could be something that like I never you know, like nostalgic in a way like I'd never heard about or something like, yes, Final Fantasy Seven, mm -hmm. And like, you know, that's one of those, I want to say that's one of those moments like Super Mario 3 where you had to be there because before then everything was like 2D. Yeah. It was like the very first, the very first like RPG, I believe, or the very first Final Fantasy that had been taken yes. to that whole level of cinematics. That, that is, yes. 
did, that is correct. It, it was the first Final Fantasy that did that. And then there was obviously a whole bunch of RPGs in before that. Um, it didn't have any of the near the cachet of a Final Fantasy. Uh, there were great games. I think it were actually lost gems in the PlayStation uh, milieu in the first launch year. I think there were at least two games. One that was straddled that line between 2D and 3D. I think the 3D elements were really was a 2D game. That's called Beyond the Beyond. Um, it was kind of a cool game. And then just after that was Wild Arms, which was a Sony um, Sony Studios title um, that uh, was all full 3D. Uh, had a really cool mechanic too. It was like a fighting. It's like almost like a fighting mechanic and an RPG at the same time. And then you had your characters could had like guns and stuff. It was, it was yeah, really I cool. always wanted to play. Oh. Hey, next level, next, uh, the original next level gamer joined us. Hey, Mike, what's up? What's going on? Thanks for stopping by. We're doing a podcast and we're having trouble speaking this afternoon. Yeah, right. right. It was, oh, and I crazy. swear there's nothing in my coffee except except for powdered cream. So, so, so I just wanted to, to top chop on it. it. Has absolutely nothing to do with retro, and it, we do we do sometimes do that on this show. Um, and nice little nod there with that with that mug. Um, but I just I just have to say I just have to say. Um, I, I want to talk about it just real quick. This uh, this whole thing about like what what is going on here with people buying things and just keep they keep uh, like uh, buying more things, you know. So so what we're talking about right now is of course Sony has gotten into agreement with with uh, with Bungie and they're going to acquire Bungie. So so it's like it's weird because it, it was like they were Bungie and then they were Bungie with Microsoft and they were a Bungie by themselves. Then they were Bungie with Activision. And then they're Bungie by themselves, and then and then now they're Bungie with Sony. So I guess it's just like you know what? Maybe the directors over there just want to be with everybody. So well, then they'll be with Sony for a couple of years, and then they'll be by themselves, and then they go to Nintendo. You no, know funny that you mentioned that because when I read that article that you sent me, oh, I forgot that I didn't. That Bungie owns the the whole Halo series. Well, they they don't own the IP though. They no. no. Did I misread so, that? So they just so. So um, Microsoft, on on the deal that let them go, um, they retained the rights to Halo, which is the reason why 343 kept making games when Bungie went on their own. Uh, and then when they went to, to Activision <clears throat> to do Destiny, um, Destiny became their IP. That's what they took with them. And I think also Bungie does have uh, Marathon and all that other kind of stuff. So in, in the retro space, there is opportunity to um to maybe revisit some of that old stuff so that that does bring it back into our retro conversation a little bit um you know does now that sony um you know is 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 a is you know owns them is it just going to be destiny are they going to put them on something else you know do you do you at that point now have a powerhouse fps studio do you give them something like a kill zone and see what they would do with that property you know, like, uh, or, or do you do maybe, um, maybe you come back. There's, there's, there's some other properties out there that, that, uh, Sony still owns the IP for. Um, do you give them a shot at maybe a resistance, you know, something like that? You may, again, these guys do, do atmosphere, they do skybox, they do like all sorts of really cool, um, gameplay as far as I, as, as far as shooters go. And I, I'll tell you this as far as Bungie goes, they're, they're the best feeling. Uh, shooters I've ever played, you know, like bar none. 
you know, as far as as far as that goes. And I know we're in the weeds and talking about FPS and the retro game space, but but still, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, uh, the, uh, Good. The I'm glad because Mike. I would say Microsoft mm-hmm. would, be, would be stupid to give up Halo. So I, I was like, you know, I was like, really? They let it go for the, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Modern gaming. Here I am playing yeah. 2022. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw that vid. If people will check that out, go over, go over, check out Pete's channel. Um, he just uh, did did do that video. Um, I've been slacking. My Ouya has been set, setting. It, I got it set up, and I did that, and I even teased it like three months ago, and then did zero vids. And I was gonna say he's still here. So it's like he got in right in there. No, he just got his. Um, so that's that's cool though. That's cool though. So I mean, I might have to join in the fray though. Now that someone else is actually in the fray that I know is in the conversation. Um, it kind of pushes me to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, I need to check that yeah, out too. Maybe it, it might be like, a cool way to emulate and, some stuff. You know, and like and like and no lie, because here my controller is literally staring me in the face right here. <laughs> um, I just need to like just plug it back in. Um, it got moved because the VS took its place. Um, it was actually hooked up. So um, <laughs> side loading these mobile, mobile games that are defunct. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Um, building a game for my kids. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Nice. Building a game for your kids. Hey, if you get that thing uh, set up and you get an APK, you better send that to me. I'll play that. That'd be awesome. That'd be <laughs> the great. Adventures of Pete. <laughs> yep. Oh, and then it's, it's Mike's Mike's it. Many of the old old Bungie Halo tune works at three four three. Of course, that yeah, would probably yeah. be the the, the case. Um, yeah, that's that's a cool thing. Hey, Chris, fast hey, what's up? Welcome Come on. We got the NLG crew all up in here. Oh, that's it. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, of course, uh, Thursday nights. That's that's the place we got to go. You know, check out some awesome everything action. They cover it all. Of course, they're probably gonna be talking about this uh, this whole Sony buying things and and everything else. So that'd be pretty cool. All right, all right, cool. So let's uh let's slide on into our topic, shall we? Yeah, yeah, start, yeah. start talking about some retro goodness. Um, we got a first topic here is what is your definition of a remaster or a remake retro <laughs> game? I'll let you go ahead and pick that off there. All right. So I picked this for a reason because people have different um different different you know different definitions, and you can even throw the word port. Sure. And, you know, you can even throw the word port in there. So let me so let me give you an in a a great example of what it's not, and I think it defines better. So, like what like what Nintendo has done, let's say with like their with their service having like the like the N sixty four games and all that. That's literally just like a ROM. That's just like that's just like a ROM dump, right? There's no there's no enhancements to the original. You can't mm-hmm. play it in widescreen. Mm-hmm. Everything is the same. I mean, you can play it online, but I don't really, you know, I don't really count that. Um, sure. For me, what I consider to be a remaster, and I know it's kind of funny because like. Uh, even the general gaming community, people complain like there's no new original ideas with people will buy like a remaster, like basically like a remaster is you take like what um, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy was supposed to be. So for me, okay. my definition of a remaster is you take a game, you don't change any of the graph, like you don't change any of the graphics, you don't add any, any maybe really any new features, but you make it like HD. So you make like you make it so it looks good on a 4K sure. television. Sure. Um, yeah. You. You know, technically, you could kind of say like with the Evercade, they didn't change anything, but all those games, like they, they, they look good on you know 
like it's it scales up they, they look good so if you were to take a game and not change not change anything at all make it so it's playable on modern hardware and you can maybe play it in widescreen like that's a that's a for me that's my definition of a remaster you're just making it you're making it accessible Kind of like a the audio the audio approach to a remaster, right? So you got an album that was recorded way back in the day, it was put on a vinyl or cassette, and then you get the remaster on CD. It's got better bit rate, that kind of thing. But you know, it's funny about that. Like sometimes, though, with remasters, they do they do change things. So funny that mm -hmm. you mentioned that because I could remember, I can't remember what Beatles album it was that was a remaster, but they kind of took mm -hmm. away like some of like the they took away like some of like the sound effects or some of the charm. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so sometimes I, you know, and I'll use Grand Theft Auto. Like that was some of the thing. Like they tried to enhance it, but they, you know, they took away. They took away some of the cool lighting effects and other things that made the, you know, that made the game great. Like people weren't looking for it; they were just wanting to be able to play the games like on a modern console the way they remembered them. Right. Um, mm -hmm. For me, uh, so for me, like a remake. It, so it could be one. It could be one or two things. So it could be, let's say, like you, you take a game. And you just like you improve you improve the graphics like something like the like the Disney Afternoon series where like you were like you, you make okay. everything like really like really really modern like really modernized sure <laughs> you know I think that's the difference of the like you're you're changing the graphics it could even be it was a 2D game you make it 3D the the Recharge series kind of falls into a special place that is kind of more of a remix because like like Centipede like a like Centipede Recharge. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like I wouldn't call that cinema. I would say like it's inspired. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it's a, like all those recharge games, I think wouldn't you agree? Like they play completely differently. Like they're like they're you know they're they're different. Atari is trying to do something new. I wouldn't mm -hmm. consider it a, re a remaster or a remake. Uh because yeah. they because they just didn't improve the graphics, they changed it like they added achievements. Um, well, and, and in some of the games they actually physically altered your relationship with the gameplay. You know, yeah, like the yeah. gameplay loop was altered enough where it is actually its own entity in some in some cases. Yes. Maybe not so missile command, but certainly um, certainly centipede plays different than centipede recharge plays different than centipede. Um, you know, etc. We can get into that a little more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 in, like in asteroids, you get you know, like you get like the like the triple shots or exactly. you know, some of that stuff that you've shown out from your videos. So that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of the difference. So. Okay. That's that's kind of my you know that, that's kind of that's kind of my definition you know a remaster is you're 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 not touching the game and the funny thing is because sometimes on Steam I've seen like what was it like the like the you know like the Dungeons and Dragons series I can't you know the arcade versions mm -hmm. um, I always like I remember this was maybe like years ago and they had like a demo and you know I was like cool let me try this but literally it was just a rom dump and they didn't mm -hmm. have like all the scan line features or anything like you would be better off playing it on main. Right, right, right. Um, so, but even, but even something like, let's say, like the, like the Konami connect, like the Konami collections, uh, like for Contra, right? Like, though, it's see, I, that's kind of it. Like, that's not just a ROM dump. You can't play it in widescreen, but they have other features and they have challenges. So, right. is that a, you know, same with like the Mega Man series and all that? Like, they still let leave everything intact. It looks, it looks great. You know. Mm -hmm. But I, I would kind of, I know it's like, and for some of those, like especially the Mega Man series, there's time, there, there's actually like uh, like challenges you can play. So I don't know if that's like a remaster or remake. I think maybe it kind of falls into a remaster ish. Well, or, or maybe there maybe there needs to be a like a third pillar, right? You know that there's remasters, which I kind of agree with you as far as as far as that goes. 
in my mind, a remaster is a uh, slight visual visual upgrade, but not a paradigm shifting upgrade. Um, you know, something like 2D to 3D, I wouldn't consider a remaster. Um, you know, sharpened 2D graphics, bringing it from like you know a 420p to a 1080p uh, scale would fall into the remaster, in my opinion. Um, you know, something that doesn't fundamentally alter the way the game is played also um, is is a key part of the remaster, in my mind. Uh, for yes. sure. uh, and, um, you know, but yeah, when, when you get when you get some of those other games that start doing those things, you know, you can you can get into remake territory. But unless unless so in, in my mind, a remake um, is is something that you had this the core idea of the of the game whether it be a, a action adventure or an rpg or whatever and you have the, that core thing that doesn't change really you know some some elements of the story may change because it is a remake but but uh in, in and of itself it is is still kind of the same core experience but what makes it the remake is that everything else around it can change um you know the perfect example is of course Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? It is a, a true remake in my mind because when you first start the game, everything about it has changed. The battle system has changed. The way the camera works has changed. The way that your relationship with the world, the world view, the world map has all changed. All of that has changed. So, um, and the game feels different, you know, but this, the story beats are kind of similar. There's some, there's some here and there, some extra things, some things removed, that kind of thing. But you still have the same threat, right? You know, in, in this in this case, in the very specifically for Final Fantasy VII Remake, I mean, you still start at the very beginning, and you still end at the end of uh, you know the the uh, you know the the tower battle in, in Midgar, and you know you're you you go on the uh, the bike chase, and you get to the end of the saucer, and you're you're ready to to you know to go out on your adventure. Um, that's where this one ends, of course, but but so does the first, you know, the yeah, see, almost the end of the first disc is, is you doing all that stuff in Maker anyway. So see, I'm um, glad you brought that up because a remaster would be just kind of, and I mean, you can, and you can do it. I can say that since I'm a <laughs> Um But I'm sorry, I just derailed myself. But I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because technically, like, let's say if you were to play like the original Final Fantasy VII on an emulator that's 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 scaled up on a 4K, like that's a remaster. They, like you said, they right. kept the game intact. That's a great right. example of the final fit. That's definitely. Remake. You know what else is a great remaster that I just realized that we that, that's been around forever is Super Mario All Stars. Yeah, because exactly. that's just like they just they just they you know they just took the eight bit games, made them sixteen bit, but they didn't completely my like I'll say like destroy it or anything else, which is kind right. of funny because for for GB for GBA they did that like with a uh, like with Mario two, like with Mario two and Mario three. Although the only thing that's annoying and maybe they did this for kids every time like when you when you die in, in just the regular mario brothers and like mm -hmm. there's Mario brothers who you go mama mia and, you know, <laughs> that's just annoying. They, yeah. they, felt the, they felt the need to add some sound effects but they did some slight improvements like in the super mario 2 they actually show you the different characters like power levels like their jump and speed mm -hmm. and all that you know nothing you know and again i would still consider that a remake because like you said it doesn't change the fundamentals it's just like if you didn't have a manual you could see that but uh yeah. i think for me there's there's an important distinction because it also kind of goes to the next topics that relate that's true that's very true that relate yeah. to that which i'm ready for unless you want to add anything else to it. i mean i mean i guess not really like you know it, 
I guess also kind of, kind of, uh, you know, keeping with the theme because it's just in my mind. It, it looks like FF Seven might actually be the one that 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 got all all of the examples, right? You know, like it it has its original version that did get a, a remaster when it hit Steam because I I would consider that one actually a remaster. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Everything was brought up. The, the the sprites you know not the sprites but the polygons were actually changed and altered a little bit uh, to make them improved a little um, and there wasn't much content revision uh, in the game it was just brought up to a modern standard so it could play well on a computer um, and then of course on the remake they just you know they're doing and they're still working on it you know like what who knows when we'll see um, remake remake part two and part three um, I can't I can't wait for it though because I mean, I have, I have no idea what they're going to do, but if I think it is what I, what I think it is, um, the second game is basically going to be like, oh, here is the rest of the world map starting to come into focus, and since they put so much attention to detail in Midgar in the first in the first remake, I cannot wait to see what they do with I all can, of that. I can tell you where I draw the line, like in the later, like the newer console Final Fantasy series. Mm. Once I saw like Cloud and his friends like get on like motorcycles, well, not, not well, like driving cars and all that. I'm like, no, you you you've lost me. <laughs> oh, 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 no, you're talking about uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, to each their own. Each each game yeah. has its own feel and different thing. They all have different characters. They all have different like stories. They, you know, they, most of these games are literally their own microcosm they have nothing to do with each other um yes. with, with the exception being of course the need to consistently make a additional story to final fantasy 13 because uh, that went into a trilogy and i think that was the only time outside of x2 uh for 10-2 um where they started doing that started 10-2 was even a spinoff um where you would get to you know you just get to hang out with those characters a little more um which was cool but um oh <laughs> Uh, Rigatoni says, uh, we Mario Brothers collection was super lazy. Um, uh, the Wii anniversary edition. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some times where it's a, it's not a hit, right? You know, like not every remaster is going to be a, a smoking success. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there are some winners. Um, I've been hearing that Mass Effect tr trilogy, uh, remaster, um, you know, what they call it, the ultimate editions. Um, you know, that, that, that those are really good. Um, you know, I, I want to get into those. The Mass Effect games were really, really a surprise for me because I didn't think I was going to like them at all. And I wound up um, just getting consumed by Mass Effect 1 um, on the Xbox. See, what's, see, what's interesting, and I kind of... See, I think that sometimes... And, and this will go into the other topic. But I think sometimes yeah, sure. developers think that like, that if they just take a, like, a, like a game that's a hit that people love and they release it as a remaster, that that's not good enough. And so right. sometimes I think, you know, like... You know, like less is more, and I think sometimes they feel the need they have to do more to a game, which they can actually destroy the true, the true spirit of it. So that's, you know, that's what I find interesting. I think there's a market for both. I think there's people who want games to be completely reimagined, and maybe there's someone like myself that I'm like, no, 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 I just want to be able to to play an older game mm -hmm. on modern on, on modern hardware. Don't you know? Don't touch anything. Right. But, at, but at the same time, don't do like a don't do a lazy port and dump a ROM over where I feel like I have more options. You know, playing it, you know, right. more options of the free emulator because you know that that also sucks. It depends how much you're you know how much you're charging. Okay, if you're charging five dollars for a game, fine. But if you're charging like if you're charging like twenty or more more bucks for a remake, like especially if it's like a full remake, like I expect there to be something more than just 
kind of support them. Well, really, and that gets us into that next topic. Then, should retro or classic games be left in their original format? And if you know, if so, like, where do you draw that line? Where, where, when is it okay to just go, ah, take the property and do whatever you want with it? Or when is it you must just keep the precious, the precious? Gotcha. And leave it alone. So, what do you think? So here's okay. So here's kind of my thinking, and. Oh, cool, cool. Very, very. And cool. I'll use so I'll use TV for an example because I think I think people can uh, I think people can relate uh, can can relate you know can mm-hmm. kind of go ahead and, and relate to it. Yeah. And um, so there's a few things, right? Like I'll talk about like 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 growing up, like Home Alone, like Home Alone one, Home Alone two. From you know great movies, great Christmas movies. But for me, like when they started doing that like DVD, like Macaulay Culkin isn't in a Home Alone. I don't recognize it as part of the franchise because. At that point, they just use the name Home Alone. They put some other kid actors. Sure. They don't, you know, I don't even know if the Wet Bandits were in it. To me, it's just, it, it's just disgusting. Kind of, you know, similar things like the three Indiana Jones movies, like the Crystal Skull. Like, eh, I don't really recognize that. We were talking about, like, uh, the Karate Kid. Like, I recognize yeah, the next, The next Karate like, Kid, yeah. Well, like, Daniel LaRusso has to be in it. I'm sorry. He's the main mm-hmm. character. You know, for me, I don't recognize that, you know, the fourth one is being part of canon. But... And here's where you can kind of something about like Cobra Kai, that's mm-hmm. a total like spinoff, and now you get to hear the other side of the story, and then yep. you know, and then um, welcome to Kark, everyone, and then mm-hmm. it turns out that, like maybe now Daniel's the bully, maybe he's this rich, you know what I mean? And you get to hear the truth. So, but that's okay because they didn't. It was just like an expansion of the of the story. Showed them as being older, you know, older later on. They didn't destroy the true spirit of what it was all about. So you know, they they you know they they stuck to that and had callbacks. So. Yeah. Why do I so what do I so what do I bring that up? So for me, like for certain so for certain games, so here's what I'm okay with. Um while I would rather, let's say for me personally, play like the original version of Centipede because of like the nostalgia and all that, mm-hmm. I'm okay with the recharge because it's a remix. It's a total, it's like based off of it. Atari's bringing it to new and that's with all the recharge series, like they're bringing it to a completely new a new audience. I don't feel like they're destroying the original or doing it. It's kind of like when you have a band and like someone else does a really good cover song, Sure. you know, like mm-hmm. you still like, you can still enjoy the original and maybe like, and, and it's fine if somebody likes that cover better, you know, they've, they've been inspired. I feel, if anything, I feel like the recharge is more, uh, more a paying tribute to it. Now, mm-hmm. what I, with that said, what I wish they would do for people like me is that I wish you could like unlock the original, you know, unlock the original game. And yes, if you have like an mm-hmm. Atari, like BCS, you get all those original ones, but if you have a, but if you're a slub like me who's a PS4, you don't. So that would be a bonus. It'd be, what, yeah. what I don't like, what I don't like is let's say if it was like um like Castlevania, right? There's a reason why like the 3D versions of it for N64 aren't that popular. Like if they went ahead and did a remake of Castlevania and they made it all 3D, like mm-hmm. no. And like to be honest, um, an unpopular opinion, like with Metroid Dread, like for me, that's supposed to be 2T 2D. That looks way too 3D to me. Mm. Like, like, like with the background art and everything else. Like for me, if they if they really wanted to do a true 2D 2D sequel, they would have left it as pixel art. Okay. So, like for, for mm. me, I'd rather play the Game Boy. So that's I mean, so I don't know. For me, I honestly feel like if a game starts off, if it's a 2D, if it's a 2D series, keep it in the I don't know, keep it in the in the 2D pixel art because once you start to change that, then 
some games, I don't know, they, they look like they could be more like on a mobile device. Like it's kind of like those weird, I don't, you know what I mean? It's kind of like those weird kind of in-between kind of graphics. Now with the ghouls and ghost reimagination, they still kept to the, to the true art style. So I think, I think it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's like, I'm fine with the recharge version, but what I don't want someone to do is take, take a game and put a new skin on it. Unless, you know, of course not. Now I'm going to contradict everything I said. Unless if you played like the uh, Castlevania Rebirth that's on the Wii that you have to now play like legally through piracy because like that was like a remake of one of the Game Boy versions. Mm-hmm. And that actually was done so well that like you, you would recognize it as a new game. Got but, it. but they, but that was, but again, they didn't do something over the top and make it super 3D graphics. They, they, they turned that into, into a 16 bit. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm I'm fine with that, but something like for me, like like Disney Afternoon, I've seen like they've made that way too cartoony, mm. um, and so I'll even I'll even give like so I don't and then I'll even give another unpopular opinion, then I'll let you speak. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so and this might tie into the next one. So to me, I know a lot of people out there like love Streets of Rage Four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, would you be surprised that like looking at that game like doesn't appeal to me at all? Because really? like the like the graphic style is just so different. When I look at that, I don't. To me, it looks it looks nothing like the original Streets of Rage. Like the characters resemble it, but because it's so far removed from the 16-bit graphics, like I would rather just, just give me Streets. I would rather have Streets of Rage one through three. Kind of like the same thing with Golden Axe or like or, or anything else. Like for me, I would want those originals. I think it's fine that that series exists. I think it's cool if people like it, but for me, like I'm not like. I'm not into that. I'd rather have the originals. Now, mm-hmm. with that said, about being left alone, you could also interpret this topic as another way. I think it's great. And of course, I have to bring up the Evercade, like the Intellivision collection, mm-hmm. how they did make it, like how they improved upon the controls so you so you could actually play that with a real controller. Like that's sure. awesome. Yep. You know, like like that's that, that's the one downside of FPGA, right? Like like improvements like that, like with better controllers, so you know, you, you can mm-hmm. you can play it, I think is awesome. Okay, I know yeah. I've talked a lot. So no, it's all good. You know, I mean, and it's and it's an awesome topic. I, I think I think in my my opinion, um, you know, because the original exists, right? As long as it is preserved and is able to be brought forward in its original form to be played, outside of that, I am all for everyone trying to play in that sandbox because you never know when someone is going to hit on that thing that you never thought of and give you an experience that maybe even, you know, rivals the original experience of your nostalgia. Right. Um, which is, which, which is something that excites me about some other things that we can talk about is going to lead right into that next topic. Um, but before I go further and, and talk a little more, I want to dip back in um, to the chat because yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, have been yeah. awesome. And you guys have been really uh, hopping in here. Um, Brian F. here says, um, I like games that will give you both uh, the the original and the new one in a collection. Absolutely. Yes. It's a, it's a great, that's a great point. I love that as well. I think it's a great, you know, customer service, right? You know, hey, we're going to do this cool thing. We're going to play in that sandbox. We're going to try to give you a cool new experience. But just in case we've got this other thing here. Oh, wait, it's the original one that you remember. You can always play that too. See, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's and really I'm fine cool. with that. And then, you, and then you would maybe get, you know, like for instance, like that's for me. That's one of the downsides with like the Street Fighter collections on PS4. I'm like mm-hmm. because you know, but if I, you know, you know, I've had some fun with those, but it's like just give me the original, you know. 
And so I think if they did that, to his point, you could you could make both markets happy and, and price it right. But now with like DLC, though, it's like you pay five dollars, you get this level, you know, mm-hmm. or like something um, like Black Widow, or like re, like recharge. Like if you could even unlock the original, like that would you know that that would excite me because then I knew you know I would like hey I can have some fun with this new one, but then the the older version I would really yeah, and yeah. you know I wish they would do that. You know, yeah, it could be unlockable. You don't have to get it right away. It's make you you know. Yep look forward to something so yeah 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 absolutely um uh rigatoni wants to know what we thought of uh mario 3d all-stars on the switch and whether or not that is considered a remaster um i would say yes um that is most likely a remaster they didn't change too much of the thing now with mario games it's real hard because there there are some rumors that um you know when they do these uh you know remaster reissues of these games sometimes they just they mess with the jump mechanics between games and sometimes merge the jump mechanics between games and they are actually different between the first second and third game um the jumping is a little different the arc's a little different the feel is a little different so that sets people like speedrunners um off in a tizzy when they when they look at games like you know 3d all-stars and, or, and, and input lag and so I'll exactly. tell you why for me to consider that a port, maybe we should have thrown that in there, mm-hmm. is that you would think in this day and age with like the beautiful screen on the Switch, they would make it so you could actually play it in full widescreen. And what's nuts about that is that there is that the community has taken the Nintendo 64 version, you know, Nintendo the N64 Mario, and mm-hmm. you can compile it so you can play that on anything and it runs smoother and it looks better. You know what I mean? Like like it gets amazing like how the community and that could be a whole other topic, but like how the community cares a lot more about these games than some publishers. Like they care about it more yeah. than Nintendo. And what irritates, like what irritates me that Nintendo is totally missing out off of, if they took all their back catalog and they actually offered you the games, let's say like on on their on their physical like SD on their physical media SD cards and none of this nonsense subscription, I probably would would get a Switch Lite just for that, just to be able to have like those physical collections. And they already have the licenses, and it, it would, it, you know, it would take them such little effort. But anyway, that's a whole other. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Chris Fastback, he's in here. Um, says I'm good with a free uh, refresh of a classic, uh, like what Amika was doing, um, and I can still play the original. No biggie. I agree, um, and that is also very much um, going to lead into that that uh, that final topic um, because of of what I enjoy about those those very things those those uh you know like remixes if you will the reimaginings um of these games because it, it does kind of breathe a little new life and sometimes even even plays a little differently but we'll get into that in a little bit um hey, rigatoni's got a lot of good stuff rigatoni's all in, all up in here um what do you think about um like wonder boy and the dragon trap um which is a game that just came out recently on switch and ps4 and xbox i do believe as well it's steam um where it is essentially a um like a new wonder boy game but it's it's but it's like it it's i think it's actually a remake of one of the games with some added content and they gave it a different name um because i don't know if there was unless there was a game in the outside of the united states that was called wonder boy and the dragon trap but i don't know for me i don't i don't I don't remember that game. Oh, um, so, but 
you know, it, it's got like a cool art style. It's got new music. It's got all that kind of cool stuff. So, I mean, I mean, I'd be all for something like that. And I haven't played that game. So, but here, but here's a great. So here's an and I, and I can't. I feel embarrassed. We didn't bring this up. I know. I think we might have talked about it a little bit on Overcast. But like Sonic Mania, like that's a great yeah. example where they completely kept everything 2D. It's a whole yeah. new. See, I'm I'm for that too. Like if it's a whole new if it's a whole new game. But they keep they keep the same like they keep the same art style like if uh, yeah. like if, if Sega all of a sudden like here's like Sega all of a sudden decided decided hey we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna release uh, you know um, my mind went blank what's that game that you play uh, Golden Axe uh, the Golden Axe Warrior yeah. two or you know like sure. yeah like if they like if they did that and they kept it like you know they kept it like in like here's what would be a perfect thing if mm-hmm. they kept that in sixteen bit graphics. Made it a whole new game, yeah. and then once you beat the game, you could unlock that Master System eight bit original and just have it be like untouched. Then, that would be the I, perfect. Then I like just go dancing on the street, like on the day that's announced, and then and then it and it just becomes that other that other game that it I will go all in for. Yes, yeah. I think then that gives you value because then it's one of those things where they would make it where you would have never had to play the original. You get a cool Zelda type game. And then people, you know, like ourselves, have, we have motivation. Not only would we want to play that, we have, we'd have motivation to like beat it. Mm-hmm. And because of the value, and if I could play that like on my PS4, I would pay like twenty to thirty. But like, no questions. I'd be like, I'm getting yeah. that. Yeah. So that's, no, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, Rick and Tony finishes up here with the the Wonder Boy thing, saying that you can actually switch between the the old and new art star on the fly. I love oh. games that do that. I love like Alex Kidd. That- yeah, like Alex, I, like, you could do that. yeah. I, I love that kind of thing because you know it gives you the best of both worlds um and you know it, it's just a it's a just a really neat feature um you know he also says as far as those things go i say offer both versions of the same package or a bundle yeah when 100 100% there um what do you also what do you think about uh metroid zero mission um that's an expensive you know, z- game <laughs> zero mission between zero mission and you know the original um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like the same thing that they did with, uh, with, with Lunar really. Um, yeah. So they, they re-released Lunar one, um, like three different times on the hand on like between the Sega CD version, the PS one version and the handheld, um, you know, and actually that's one of those things that's in some ways, sometimes a negative, right? You get, you get, uh, a release like Se- the Sega CD version of Lunar, the Silver Star Story, for example, right? I loved that game. I knew exactly how to play that game. And when the PSX version got got announced, I got super pumped about it. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. But what they did was they changed the way the dungeons worked. They changed a little bit of the way the leveling uh, structure works in the game. And they made the, the game just a little bit more difficult. And it broke my experience because I was coming from the Sega CD version. I knew exactly what to do. And I'm like, I, I just want to do what I know how to do in this other game. Um, and it just kind of like broke. And it broke mind. the nostalgia. Yeah. See that. Yeah, anything, that, anything that breaks the nostalgia. No, Zero Mission. That's the version for Game Boy Advance, right? Uh, which one? Metroid Zero Mission. I think that's what I think that's what we're Metroid Zero, Zero Mission was a uh, Game Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Game Boy I Advance. Think, yeah, yeah. But I, I want to play that one. I and I've seen it. It looks awesome. And I think that's the version too that when you beat it, you actually it actually unlocks the original NES version. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, I, think, I think that that's right. Yeah. And, and good, yeah. You know, it's another good, you know, thing of 
them doing some kind of like a remaster or re, you know like remix uh, of the of the game and they give you the original on the same package which is good you know because and then it supports video game stuff. preservation yep that's right that's right um Rigatoni totally loves Streets of Rage 4, um, but it wasn't meant to be a remake. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. New, um, <clears throat> New Battletoads was in that cartoon style as well. Yes, I, I remember that. I didn't, I didn't actually get to play that that New Battletoads game, but, um, but no, that's, yeah. you know, it's, <clears throat> it's, it could be its own topic, just talking about Battletoads and all the crazy nonsense that that game is. Uh, <clears throat> Pete, he's back, says, Atari Recharge 2 is such a great series, playable everywhere. Yes, agree. Um, almost, almost four for four, Pete. Um, I think I'm going to give it a solid three out of four in that recharge series, being solid picks. Um, the one that mi- just misses the mark is Missile Command, and I wish for I wish that they would just go back um, and re-release recharged uh, Missile Command recharged and say, oh yeah, by the way, here's all the leaderboards, here's all the challenges, here's all that stuff that you missed from the the other three games that we did that we added them to. Um, but you know, it, it, missile missile command, just <clears throat> it was a great step to say this is the um, proof of concept that we can do the recharge games in. But man, or or even just patch it, or even just patch it. They really need to because you can play that on your phone, and then they, then that's where they kind of made it more of a free to play. And then you, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. They they need to they need to turn that into a buy to play and fix it. Yeah. Oh, Rigatoni says, uh, is it that you talk about Wonder Boy and the Dragon Trap being an SMS game? Um, and uh, that you think I would like it? Yes. I mean, <laughs> uh, I would I would like to play all of those things um, because it's a it's it's a good time. Yes. And then, of course, Pete says that uh, <laughs> is the worst of the bunch. I, I agree. I mean, sorry. Sorry, people that make uh, as um, the uh, recharge series. Missile Command was just a little bit of a miss for me as well. Um, but speaking of all that stuff. It's original retro games versus recharge version. Let's uh let's chat about that a little bit. Um, you know, like, like I'll, I'll let you go ahead again, Ed, because um, you know, these all three of these were um your your original topic, so I could Yeah. Because I hear people talk about things from time to time, and I think for me the big thing is as long as the original doesn't doesn't get lost, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kinda like I like I know this would never happen, but if like Ten years from now, if somebody you know never heard of like the original centipede, and they thought that that was I'm like you know it's kind of like oh, when a movie recharge re- version was the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, so here, so for me, my whole thing is that with all these original games, and I'll be honest, like for me, there's no there there's no and, and you know there's no reason to change the format. Like there there's no reason to do a remake or any of that junk. Like you know I, you know the original games are fine as they are. With that said. Mm-hmm. If companies want to bring them to a new audience and people get enjoyment out of it, mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Like, if you, you know, like I'm not going to say, oh, because you don't play the original centipede, you, you know, you're a loser. No, no, no. That's, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But with that said, though, I don't, I don't, you know, I think the original shouldn't get, you know, they get lost. And so for me, like, like, well, it was cool to watch, like, you know, like centipede and all that. I'm like, just give me the, you know, like, give me the original. But then again, though, there's some issues like the original, like, again, going back to the ever kid. It's only available in a vertical format, so it could be, you know, it would have been kind of, would have been kind of interesting, like maybe if they could have had the recharged, and somehow made it so you could maybe play it better on original team. Maybe you can't with the vertical format. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. but like I, I like the, the other things too with the, with the remix series is that they're going to release them separately, and then I'm sure they'll release them as a bundle later on, and it'll probably be cheaper. 
So no, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the nature of you know like yeah. video game sales in general, right? You know, you get that you get that tail and you get all those those monies as, as much as you possibly can until it starts drying up a little bit. Um, and then of course, you know, you, you, you collect them all in a bundle to see if you can get a little more revenue for somebody who's waiting for them to do just that um, or something like that, which is, which is kind of cool. Now my take on this particular topic, um, you know, cause I don't really see it as versus, I guess, you know, like original games only versus recharge. I say, let's do it all. Um, because it's it's so awesome what what, what Atari is doing right now. I, I really have to tip my hat to them um, because Centipede, which was a game that I, I I like to play, but it wasn't. It's not my top tier, right? It's not my favorite games of all time to play. Is Centipede? If I was faced with a whole bunch of other classic Atari games, a Centipede probably wouldn't be on that top ten even. Uh, for me to just jump in and play at any given moment. But Centipede Recharge starting to change my mind a little because I just love the gameplay loop in that game. It's really awesome. I think it's really fresh. It's a really fresh take on this game. And I think that newer audiences introduced to Centipede through the Recharge series, um, I think they would they would dig it too because it's it's fun. You've got really bright and vibrant graphics. you got a really awesome killer soundtrack. Um, it's really cool. It's, it's fresh and new, um, yet still, you know, it's still, it's still like married to that, that original idea, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Asteroids is similar the same way, although it's different for me. I prefer the original 2600 version of Asteroids to just about any other version of Asteroids out there, including Asteroids Recharge, but that's just because I've probably put in my lifetime as a young child thousands of hours. No, no yes. hyperbole. Thousands of hours into um, into asteroids on twenty six hundred. It's just that's just what I had. So, but does that mean that asteroids recharge isn't an awesome game? No, of course not. It is a super awesome game. Now, there is another game that is asteroids like that. I think is maybe even better than asteroids recharged, and that's Super Stardust. Um, on the PS3, that game was phenomenal. I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe how good that game was. It was super, super awesome. I loved it so much. Um, and uh, you know, fun fact it was actually the very first game on PlayStation 3 to ever receive trophies. Um, and uh, you know, I was just so happy that that was the game that was first because no matter what it was, I was I was into that whole like I wanted to be the in that that ramp to get the first amount of trophies um i uh i was happy that that game was first because i just got to play it and i was like oh that's cool it's like a, a little shooter thing and then the more i played it i'm like wow this game is so good and then i wound up finding out that of course developers housemark they go on to go to make all these crazy great games they become a big development studio and make this great game well uh it's a great game to some on ps5 called returnal um it's it's really good stuff it's really good so, stuff. Here's, so here's my other issue and this is kind of my whole hang up on so for me like if i'm going to pay for a digital game there's mm -hmm. a certain price point because after a while you get all these digital games they, they get hidden it's you know when you have physical media you can look at it you have the, the booklets and everything else mm -hmm. so just to give you an idea like even though like uh like contra is one of my favorite all-time series and that that whole collection retails for for 20 bucks like i kind of held it like i was happy to pay five dollars for that because i knew that if i 
I mainly got that for the original one. If I saw the other versions, I mean, those are pretty cool. But I knew if I occasionally played it, it would be fine. Like for me, if I spend money on something, I have to use it. And so if it's digital, then you can't even look at it, right? It's not something like the Worms collection that I'm looking at on my shelf. So, sure, sure, sure. So the reason I bring that up, so for me, it's like if I were to spend $10 like for some of these recharge games, I may only play it a couple times. But if you could get all the recharge games, maybe for, you know, if you could get a collection of them for 20 bucks. Then right, at least right, I can right. switch. Then I can switch back and forth, kind of like what I do with the Evercade. You know, the, you know, right. the Evercade. I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about that, but you know, like or even like these collections. You know, I can switch back and forth, and then to me, that it's more worth it because, well, it's a newer game. It's still a remade game, but you know, mm-hmm. with, sometimes with some of those score-based games, unless there's just the nostalgia, you can only play it like, you know, so you know, so many times. So if I could switch back and forth, yeah. then then for me, that would make it more worthwhile. Or if uh, or if some, you know. Like if that collection came to Evercade, oh my god! Like if they reported it over, then that you know my, my mind would be right. would be would be blown, and I would be and I would be all about. It. So that's kind of that's a whole other topic, like having you know physical media versus you know versus oh, yeah, digital, and, yeah, yeah, and digital well, advantages of that. But that's kind of one other thing too is that for me, I like you know when you you know, <clears throat> and that's why microtransactions are so successful. You spend two or three dollars in a game, that's fine. You do that several hundred times, being dude, or you do that like you know you, you, you know. You can increasingly you can spend you can, you can spend hundreds of dollars for a game that really shouldn't cost you know that's all I'm saying. No, yeah, and I get you. I mean, but even still, like it's it's kind of like with this whole recharge or reimagine kind of thing. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest draws to um, the Amico for me is that right that very thing. You know, like I get to play yet another version of missile command you get to play another version of moon patrol you get to play another version of night stalker and astro smash and like all these great games cloudy mountain um you know that's it, just it's just really cool because for me it, i'm at the point where like yeah i have all these great games right <clears throat> i have the 125 digitally collected on a um on an ultimate flashback right at my feet right so if i wanted to play any one of the 125 games that came out on the Intellivision right now, I could just hit a button and I'm playing, right? Um, but it's it's like that's that sandbox thing, right? I want to put people in the sandbox and see like, well, what what if you played around with this IP a little bit? What would you give me, you know? And and from the, the trailers and from things that I've held in my hand and played myself, um, I gotta say it's very exciting stuff, you know, like playing the new version of Astro Smash, for example, very very cool. Um, you know, getting to getting to, to play, you know, the new versions of like skiing and like that kind of stuff, and Moon Patrol, you know, also very cool. Um, but here's the difference, and I think yeah, I don't think there's any trolls here because I'm a Nico. So yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So here's the difference though, because and, and I'm glad you brought up like Astro Smash. So what I feel that like Amico is doing is they're 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 taking it to the next level, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's not just a port. It's not just a reimagine. So for so like sure. for example. Um, for me, like let's say doing like a recharge game and just like adding achievements for content, like uh-huh. to me that's to me that's lazy because you're gonna go through the achievements. What's cooler, and I'll take Astro take Astro Smash is hey, mm-hmm. you can have multiplayer. You can do things in the you know you can do things in the original. Like they're adding on to things you couldn't do into the original game. Right. Not only that, it's a whole new system. It's a whole new controller. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if they just yeah. like took their version of Astro Smash and put it on the PS4 there wouldn't be anything special. There wouldn't really be anything special about it. It would kind of be more of a recharge, but now you take that right. and you put, and you put it with the controller. It's, it's, I don't want to say the recharge series are a lazy approach, but I'm just saying that 
like with with Yumiko is, is doing they're doing it more they're like we're giving you a specialized console for a special version of game we're doing couch co-op we're making it so you're you know they're doing a lot more like that's i, I kind of feel like if you're going to really um do a remake or recharge your version take it to the next level go go all out like that yeah. you know like I mean, something like that I, version of astro smash that gets me excited yeah um, add new add cool new audio add yeah. backgrounds add boss fights that didn't oh, exist yeah. in this game like yes. yeah, I mean, that that's cool stuff, right? You know, it, it's it's you know, it, it kind of gets lost in the sauce with, a, with everyone talking about this this uh this thing because you know it is a it is a hot topic, I guess, in in some circles. But it, at the end of the day, it's just a cool piece of plastic that's going to play some cool games in a different way, and that's all I care about, right? You know, you give that to me, and I'm going to hook it up, and I'm going to sit down and play with my kid, and we're going to have a great time. That's that's it. You know, and and the cool thing is, I know we're gonna have a great time because we already did, right? You know, like I, I took I took my son to um to Pennsylvania to the Crayola experience and put him in front of the thing, and he was like, "This is cool. That's all I need." You know, it's all good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's cool though just to see though that there's some people that still have so much passion about these retro games that they want to do that and on on every side. You know, those people at Atari love all those games. I am very excited in both in both sense for for the brick breaker um, re reimaginings that are about to descend upon us because Atari's got Breakout Recharge coming out next week. I'm going to get that immediately uh, because it's an it's and it's still in that same like neon aesthetic. We get the cool power ups. So it makes it a little like Arkanoid where. Um, where that, that didn't really exist in the first breakout game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's really cool. Um, you Plus know. you have the control. See, that's the other thing, too, I want to say, that on the VCS, yeah. it's a different experience because you have the controllers that are more tailored to it versus, like, for the PS4. Mm-hmm. I don't, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, right, I want, yeah. Well, I, I would want paddle controllers if I'm going to get that. So Yeah, that, so on yeah. the Atari VCS. That spinner. You know, it, you can just, it's built into the controller. You know, so so yeah. I mean, is it the best? Is this actually a paddle? No, no, it's not. I, I mean, yeah. yeah people will say, hey, it's great and it and it works well. And I, 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 yes, I agree that it does work well. But it's not a paddle. It it needs to be it needs to be thicker. I mean, you know, like if there was like a an attachment to this, it was just like a piece of plastic that just kind of held on to it that Ooh. like made it a, a like a, a bigger spinner. You could put like a little more meat on your hand. When you did when you did the action of spinning, I'd be a lot happier with it um, because I don't know, just holding it like this, like you're pinching. It's just I don't know. The motion is just weird. Crow, but if you're watching, sure, Crow, if it you're watching, good. I'm sure you can come up with some cool 3D printed thing and you'll you can like send it to Rich tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, just, just send it, send me the STL. I'll print it myself. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got a printer. I got a printer. See, see, and again, I guess it kind of goes back to your thing with the Amico. It's just it's sometimes you have to have like the right you know the right hardware with the software, mm-hmm. and then it's a reimagined, right. and you can add right. more to it. And then I do agree, you should also have the classic titles. And then when you do that, you make everybody happy. And I think that's yeah. you know, uh, and and yes, Rigatoni again with that bundling thing to offer the original title as a bonus when you buy the re- reimagined games. I absolutely agree, especially. Especially if you are one of the people that say bought one of these. Yes. Yeah. Right. If you own one of these, you know, I say if you buy one of these, you get 
Moon Patrol, Milky, Milky Way Galaxy Chronicles, and Moon Patrol. Like you just do. Now I know Moon Patrol is a bad example because it, it was it was not it wasn't a part of the 125, um, and neither was Missile Command to be honest. Um, but you know it, if you were if you were in that if it's in that vein like you know biplanes is is one of the is one of the games you can get in the uh, the the package right. You buy biplanes, you should get triple action. You just should. You know I I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, but you know. Like we, it's not like I work for in television entertainment or anything. Like, you do that, you get on that. You know, John <laughs> Alvarado, you get you get on that. But I, I don't know, whatever. Um, so uh, Rick and Tony also said I thought the main stuff with Lunar was that the PlayStation um, was less grindy and uh, fixed the transition stuff. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, they they did make it less grindy by having those. Um, like on-screen encounters, um, but in for me, part of uh, part of the experience of playing the original Lunar on the Sega CD was the grind. And I know I am the weird person. This should be a topic on its own. You know, like when you're playing RPGs, to grind or not to grind, what is the question? I am that guy. Okay, yeah. when I played the original Lunar Silver Star Story, there was a point where I got about midway through that game and I just started grinding. And I did not stop until every single party member was 99 and had max stats and had everything. And then I went through and just blew through the game. Why? Because that's just what I do. Um, my, I have an original save on Final Fantasy VII <laughs> where um, I, I think I still have my memory card. Um, and if I do, I, I would need to find another copy of, of FF7 because I don't have my disc anymore. But um, but I have a save that I've I had made so much gill in the game that I was able to get to the end of the game, fight Sephiroth, and use nothing but throw, you know, throw the command throw, Gil, 9,999 Gil, and then mimicked that action that I had the the, uh, the yellow materia set on all three other, uh, on the, the other two party members and just threw Gil at Sephiroth through all three phases and beat him by throwing money at him. See that's like, and that and that adds to the replay value, and that's what I loved about Final Fantasy because you get to a point where you can choose that like you might be able like you might be able to get to a minimum level and do the boss fight. The boss fight will be a lot harder. You may have to have certain items and luck, but you can do it. Or you can get to a higher level. You're going to beat the game, or you can do the awesome, crazy, insane thing like, hey, I'm going to max this out and I'm going to do it just because it's fun. And, and that adds so much replayability, you know, because it's like you love that game so much, you want to grind. You you. It's like just give me a reason to play it, and that's and then, and that's like reason enough, and, I, and that's that's awesome. And, and, and to your point, if you take away that nostalgia and you take away that fun, then you're like, yeah, y'all didn't have to make the game super easy. You should have, and that's what I kind of mean about leaving it alone. Like, don't you know? Exactly. Once it ruins the nostalgia, then boom, then that's. <laughs> I am one hundred percent down with that. I mean, especially for especially for something like Lunar, because it's just like I don't know. I just have such a I'm so nostalgic for that game. Probably because of the fact that you know, after I, I got done playing the first one, I wanted the second one so bad that I actually contacted Working Designs, and then bought their very last copy of Lunar Eternal Blue from them, wow. and it sent to me. Um, so it, it was like it, that. That series is just literally near and dear uh, to my heart. So like I, I love it so much, and then all those work, all those great Working Design game on on Sega CD, they all deserve a place 
to be collected again and re and and re put out maybe hint hint in one of these you know like come on vey pop full mail um you know there's that um oh, what the heck was it there was a shooter there was a working design shooter um they didn't do was, lords of thunder did they uh, so Silpede, i think they did oh that's a, oh, Silpede, um, yeah, that's a good shooter yeah. on uh on sega cd they i, I think they did the sega cd version of that because i want to say Silpede was a was a game arts game and game arts was the the main developer that they pulled from from work and designs they, they pulled a lot of their titles and, and did that work to bring them to the u.s but oh my goodness they just such did such a great job um putting out those games and they didn't stop either once the sega cd uh, ran its course they did it again in sega saturn they did it again on psx and a couple of them you know they started petering out towards the end um ps2 era um where where vic ireland who's the the president of uh work designs um the team started collapsing and they're just they had too much overhead they couldn't do it anymore he went and did, made a new company that's another that's a whole nother topic i would love to find him one day um on a forum or whatever get him on there and talk about some cool work and design stuff that'd be awesome yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so hey, somebody somebody says someone something about lunar out there uh, somebody out there in zofar's domain um you know wants to you know like you know talk to talk about some some lunar um and then say hey this guy crazy guy wants to talk to victor island they happen to know him let me know so we so know here's, this up. yeah gmail.com <laughs> do email so here's what this topic kind of reminds me of and i think it's audiences um we'll yeah. go too far off, off topics, I know we're sure. getting across the past top there. Kind of reminds right. me of the of the heyday of uh, the Sega Saturn, right? So mm -hmm. what's interesting is that in Japan, you know, they were willing, let's say, to pay fifty dollars uh, for like a port of like Virtua Fighter or some other like cool shooters that, that maybe let's say you could beat like in thirty minutes or an hour, but because it was, it was an exact port, people were fine with that. Well, American mm -hmm. audiences weren't as much; they wanted more out of it, and so mm -hmm. that's why you have like a lot of those ports that didn't that didn't make it over here yeah just be you know just because so maybe it's kind of like the same with remakes i know kind of like even with the triple graphics like you know in japan like a ton more like shoot em ups and things so i think some of it is is your audience but things are different now right that you know things are different now like products are global all you know you can release stuff for you know multi-regions on system you know you, you don't you don't have that that world barrier or whatever you want to call it anymore so mm -hmm. i think just to make everybody happy it's like if you're going to do a remaster or remake do the original because that way yeah. Someone never has to play the remaster or remake. They can. They can still play the original. It has video game preservation, and you can, you know, like you said, you know, it opens the IP up to stuff, and you can kind of do what you want. It, get, it gets more hype. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. I don't think you can lose if you do that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then this last uh, last topic here, or last comment here for uh, Rigatoni says, uh, that's cool. I like Mario Brothers on the Super uh, Mario Brothers 3 Nest Cart. Uh, more than the original release version. Um, I, I think you're talking about that that mini game um, where you play the the uh, the original arcade Mario Brothers inside of Super Mario Brothers Three. They did, they did that with all the GBA. Yeah, they did that with all the GBA releases, which, yeah. is, which is nice because you have even, even with the Super Mario World, they did that, so you can always you can always have Mario Brothers, with, you know, yeah. regular Mario Brothers to go back on. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. That's that's really neat. And and yeah, I think I did I did like that version. However, there's some more nostalgia. For maybe another like episode or or something um, that I should talk about, um, where I <laughs> I played the wheels off of the twenty six hundred version, the Atari twenty six hundred version of the original arcade Mario Brothers. Wow, um, that game is something else. I will tell you, 
it is. I know the fifty two hundred had a had a pretty good had a, had a pretty good version, and I think maybe the seventy for the twenty six. Wow, but twenty six hundred version of that game is something else. I'll tell you. Um, I, and I I need to I need to I had it I had it in my hands. Um, I will get it back again. Um, we need to but, make a video on that. I think that would be. <laughs> oh well, and and the story in which I got the game. It's worth it. It's worth it to watch the story about well, how did I get the original Mario Brothers in 2600 uh, the day I got. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that story. Hey, before uh, we wrap up, does the audience have any other questions? Yeah, I mean, yeah, before before we wrap up, like, I want to go into the, the final thoughts. Is there anything else you want to talk about in your chat? Just throw it in there. We'll slide it in there. Um, but, you know, as we're doing that, why don't we do uh, a little, uh, you know, there's not much going on on, on the bacon ice cream side of things until the Evercast, of course. Uh, but what do you got going on on the uh, Arcade Effect, there, guy? So yeah, let me. So yeah, let me. Let me talk about what I what I have and what I have upcoming. Um, so one thing that I one thing that I did that, that I did put out, which I thought was pretty cool, uh, I think the community is liked in general, is I took four hours, you know, of the of the background music of the Ever of the Evercade and just put that to a video with a logo repeating repeating itself over and over mm-hmm. again. Some people are like, I'm setting that as my alarm and. And yeah, Ian Ian uh, Ian Hobbies was was yeah. uh, was pretty thrilled with that. Actually, uh, threw out a comment on the uh, the last episode of the Evercast. Thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, and he was, and he was the inspiration because you don't always like you know I know Pete teased me about you can just have your VS unsure, but like when you're at your computer working, you're not going to necessarily do that, or you don't want to you don't want to leave yeah. your console on. So I'm, or I'm if, glad you're at, if you're at work, then you know it's just not like you're going to bring your Evercade with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you could just go there, you know, any, any, you know, any, any time. And there may be another, let's say there may be, you know, I think that inspired me, I think, to do another four or one uh, nice. for the music. And um, yeah, I, I do like how people, uh, people have liked, uh, you know, my, my good, good series. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, recently, and I'll tell you what's made me like really, really happy uh, about that because, um, you know, I did one on Lock and Chase and, nice. Uh, you know, a few people have said like, "Hey, like, I'll give this game a second chance." That's you know? cool. And so that really makes me, you know, and 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 you know, again, the Evercade is all about discovery and finding new stuff. So those kind of comments, yep. like, "Oh, hey, now that I understand how to play the game, I really like it." And that's the whole point of the Get Good series, and I appreciate that. And uh, people seem to be liking the reviews that I've been doing on the, you know, on the arcade releases uh, awesome. and everything and everything else. And then I think one thing I'm going to do, not necessarily a monthly thing, but because. You know, I change my mind so much. I get bored of games easily. I think, you know, maybe I'll try to do maybe once a month. Like, what are my current top ten in ten minutes? People seem to, people seem to seem to kind of like that. And you know, I do. You know, I'm gonna wait until the next selection of cards come out because that'll, that'll, that's gonna shake everything up. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Yeah. No, it will. You know, getting a, getting a fresh batch of games is always gonna be a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's cool. just you know, it's all about just like you know, playing games and discovering stuff and making people aware. And um, one thing, let me plug here real quick. Yes, sir. So, I am getting close to the three hundred subs. I think what like two eighty five. Nice. And we get to you know, and so two of these, yeah, these were just you know, this one I picked up an extra copy of Oliver Twins. These nice. two, when I got my Evercade replaced, those were in the premium collection, still sealed. Mm-hmm. And I think initially, I think I was going to make people wait to get to because every hundred, once I got to three hundred, I'm like, okay, first I'll give a, you know, I'll, for, I'll give away this and that, but I'm going to be nice and let people choose. So three hundred cool. subs, I'll raffle off. You can choose Namco Collection, you can choose Interplay One, or you can choose this. Oliver Twins. 
And the only re yeah, only reason this one yeah, this one is unsealed because since I got an extra copy and I had the option to get the Euro the European version, I wanted to peg because I wanted it to match my other Codemasters collect. <laughs> the Codemasters, you know, I wanted them to both be the be the Peggy version. But yeah, when I get to three hundred, we'll do a wrap. I'm not sure. I probably will do it. On, we'll do it on the. Um, I never cast, you know, figure out a way to raffle that off. And then when I get to 400, I'll give another one away. And then the last one, and who knows, Interplay may be one of those collections that gets retired that everyone wants. So, yeah, almost, well, I mean, the other two, there. the other two are collections yes. that are getting retired. So that's a great way. That, and that's a good, that's a good gift. You know, that's a, that's a good giveaway. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, I got to start doing something during this, during this week of hiatus. I got a plan. Uh, for the celebration, we we crested over 750 over here at Bacon Ice Cream Productions, which is awesome. Um, so we're, we're on our way, and uh, you know we, we got to do some you know, do some cool giveaway stuff because you know like you know it's 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 uh it's the it's the way of, of giving back to the community uh, for showing kindness to us. So <clears throat> it's all it's all good. You know what? Either that or because or what, or that or wait or we could really. Really do it when you get, get, get to a thousand because I, I feel yeah. confident you're going to get there soon. Yeah, anyway. the 7800 version of Mario Brothers Rigatoni, complete in box. That's awesome. Yeah, I had I had the 2600 version complete in box, um, but uh, you know how many how many subs are you at? You're at seven. You know, how many, you know what happens there? Uh, what's up? How many subs are you at? Seven. seven right now, seven sixty-two. <laughs> Since you brought up seven eight hundred, I'm like, when do you get to when do you get to seven hundred eighty? I don't know. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be awesome. We get to seven hundred eighty, like find some seven eight hundred games, and that way you can do, that way that way you can do some giveaways, and then when you get to it, and then when you get to a thousand, we can do the whole bacon ice cream where we eat like a, where we eat bacon on ice cream. You know, I can't bacon I can't, on ice cream. Live. I cannot wait. <laughs> no, it's good. It's very good. I'll retell the story of, of how Bacon Ice Cream Productions came to be. That's so and great. We can, we, can all, we can all do the exact thing that made our company name uh, become a company name together, and that'd be cool. That'd be I, really will, cool. I will say that there's a chain in that I just look at called Duck Donuts, and you can get yes. customized. And I, and, uh, I got bacon, bacon on, on donuts. And my mm -hmm. only regret, because we got a 12-pack, I should have gotten it all. Like, once I had bacon on donuts, yep. I felt weird eating a donut without bacon. Yep. I know that sounds... <laughs> Yeah, they they, uh, they opened the Duck Donuts uh, about four and a half months before I realized that my body did not accept gluten anymore. Oh no! Um, so I can't go to Duck Donuts anymore. But there there was one that opened right down the street in Greenbrook. Um, it's pretty which, good for a for like a, for a dozen. It's like twenty bucks, and you can get like any you can get like anything on it. So, yeah. <laughs> ASMR stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so like, I'm telling you, man, that's a hit. That that uh, that four hour stream thing is is a is a pretty cool thing, man. Well, I'm gonna do another four hour one and try to get it. I'll try to get it ready for this next upcoming Evercast, so I can nice. So I can reveal. So that way you can have two four hours, have a whole eight hour day, and just <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, you so you go go until lunch on the on the one, and then just switch to the other. That'd be kind of cool. That's neat. All right, awesome. So I think that's uh. What do you think? This is about wrapping it up uh, for today. You know, I want to definitely uh, thank everybody for for chilling out with us and and hanging in. It was a it was a, it was a good one. I like this one. And if, yes, yes. And if you're watching this on the replay, and if you haven't subscribed, please please subscribe. Comment down below. You know, it helps. You know, it helps us out. 
this channel is, you know, for everybody, for all, you know, all retro gamers. That's me and Rich's goal. To right. And, um, well, we created content. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. See ya. Calling all retro gamers. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.